Episode 182 of the Good Stuff Kids Podcast. I am your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I talk to Evan and Vanessa. Before we get to them, I want to congratulate Lucy Kalantari, past guest of the Good Stuff Kids Podcast. You can go to my website, goodstuffpod.com, search for Lucy Kalantari. It was episode 172, and she won the Grammy for Best Children's Record for her album, All the sounds. Very exciting. Congratulations to Lucy. And I'm so excited for today's episode with Evan and Vanessa. That little clip of song you heard is called Sun, Sun, Sun. And it's from their album, There Are No Strangers in Our World. And that message comes through a lot during the course of this conversation. And I want to encourage you. There's a story that Evan tells at the end, which really encompasses that idea. And uh, it, it got a little bit emotional and a great great way and was really moving and powerful and really shows that Evan and Vanessa believe in this, believe in that concept that there are no strangers. So stay tuned all the way to the end to hear their song, Sun, 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 and be sure to check out their album because it's really, really, really excellent. Very lovely to listen to. Yeah, that's a word. I used it, lovely. Okay? Lovely. And uh, if you want to reach me, email me, mike at goodstuffpod.com. We would love to hear from you. Drop me a line, say everything is great, or everything is amazing, or I got new sneakers, and uh, I love hearing about sneakers. You know, sneakers are the best. You got a kid with new sneakers? Send me a picture of their sneakers. It's new sneaker time. You know, it's spring. We're almost, well, it's almost spring. It's almost summer, which means new sneakers, but Okay, I'm getting a little bit off subject. Here are Evan and Vanessa, a great conversation. Stay tuned all the way to the end to hear Sun, Sun, Sun. Good stuff. It's a Friday morning treat here to welcome Evan and Vanessa to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you all this morning? Hi, we're great. Doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. So I have been listening to your record, and it's called In Our World, There Are No Strangers. And we're going to talk about it because I have... Some questions, and I think that uh, it's real. It like surprised me in a great way, and uh, we'll talk about how in a second. But I think before we get to that, it would be really cool to hear a little bit of your backstory and and kind of what brought you to this point. Yeah. Um. Well. Uh. So I guess. Uh. Well, do you want to talk about where you're from first? Sure. Um, I'm, this is Vanessa. You can probably tell by my voice. But um, I grew up in Ecuador. I lived there till I was seven. Um, and my mom was born and raised all in, in South and Central America and, and all of her family because my grandpa was a cartographer. So he made maps like long before GPS and all that existed. He was the person doing those benchmarks. So my family's really closely tied in with South American culture and they were born and raised there and then I lived there so I felt I guess with the Spanish part that's where all the Spanish stuff comes in is that that's kind of my cultural background even though my my grandparents are both from Oregon uh, like because of how my mom was raised I ended up having a little connection to the South American side of things also so 
Awesome. Yes. Wow. And, and um, so musically, where, where are you coming from? Oh, well, well, yeah, for me, my dad uh, is a pianist. He, um, he's been a classical pianist for my whole life. And um, also my grandpa was really, really into like salsa music. And they lived in Cuba before Castro took power and all this stuff. So they, so there's always just music in the house. But then at my dad's house, it would be, uh, my parents are divorced. But when I would go to my dad's, it would be like classical music all the time. And then at my mom's, it would be like Cuban salsa and like old 50s great Motown music. So it's just been around me my whole life. And I've always been a singer. My whole family, we're all singers, whether we can sing in tune or not. <laughs> We've all just always <laughs> sung together. It's all about the love, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's totally. really where I think that's really where kind of our whole thing comes from too, is that it's it's a real community thing. It's always, that feels like the real deal for, for me, I know. And I think for Evan too, where it just... That's what music should be, and that's what we want to share it with people yeah. in that kind of context. So. And, you, and you put it out pretty, like you know, pretty frontally by by calling your album "In Our World There Are No Strangers." Um, so that's amazing that uh, that that philosophy of life comes through, and you want to put it out there and and live your values. If I can yeah. be extremely deep about it, <laughs> yeah. Well, and also I like that. In at first we weren't sure about the title in Spanish because it's in our um, in nuestro mundo no hay extranjeros, which actually directly directly translates to foreigners. There are no foreigners, and oh. just with everything that's happening in the world right now, I think that's it's it, it can also mean strangers, but it's kind of in that there's a lot of words in Spanish that kind of have dual meanings, and this is one of them. And and we chose to stick with that one because I think culturally i think that's that's what's kind of being talked about a lot and it's it's what children are still seeing this whether people realize that or not children are still exposed so we wanted to kind of counter that to a certain awesome. degree yeah. with what we're doing so great yeah um yes totally so um so evan it's your turn what do you got for us um well i was born in toronto canada and I moved to Louisville with my family when I was four. Um, I don't know. Music has just always been a part of my life. I had like a little toy plastic guitar when I was young, and I would put on little performances for my family. And then I started taking piano lessons for a few years and then uh, uh, took a break. And then uh, when I was 15, I had a friend teach me uh, guitar for a little while. And then I uh, started playing music with my friends. And so that's kind of how I learned how to play is not necessarily from too many lessons, but just kind of playing around with my friends. Mm -hmm. uh, I sang in a choir for eight years. That was pretty important to me. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I played in a band and we were kind of touring around uh, the country for a little while, but it was, uh, I don't know, that kind of lifestyle is a bit difficult to uh, keep going, I guess. Uh, the kind of venues you play and the nightlife, and it's kind of a, it's a bit of a challenge if that's not kind of naturally uh, something that you do or something that you like to do. So uh, uh, Vanessa and I just had kind of our, always... Uh, loved being and working with children and uh, we just started 
playing music together. I just remember it was like maybe nine years ago on Halloween, we wrote a Halloween song together just oh, for yeah. fun. <laughs> and uh, it just happened very organically. And uh, from that point on, we thought That's like, maybe we'll, maybe we'll uh, try and like actually make something, uh, you know, like put some real focus into it. But um, yeah, I can't. The song was about a. It was about your teeth rotting out. <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. really funny because the lyrics kind of had like this sort of turnaround in the middle of it. But uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. I can't really recite them right now. Yeah. Well, but, uh, um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, um, but yeah, um, musically. I don't know. Yeah, I've always been uh, interested in instruments and different cultures and music, the way it's kind of received and uh, performed in different cultures. And uh, so I have like a big collection of, you know, exotic instruments and uh, I'm really into kind of combining everything. So things that you wouldn't necessarily pair together. Um I think they can create really new and beautiful sort of sounds and textures. Um, I like that idea of just it not necessarily sounding from a certain country or place, but it more sounding like it's from like earth as a whole. Wow. So there's, there's a lot, <laughs> you just said a lot. And I think that um, I, I have experienced a lot of what you we're saying, Evan, you know, in terms of collecting instruments and wanting to sort of bring all of the sounds together. Um, and, and so when we started, I talked about like that the record was a little bit surprising. And what I meant by that was, you know, I, I, I listen to a lot of music. I listen to a lot of music for families and kids. And I listen to a lot of music for myself. Like that's just who I am and what I do. And it's rare that I'm surprised. You know, I sort of have an idea of what I'm going to hear when I put on an album or something. But with your record, I was really not expecting it. And what I mean by that is all of the different sounds, like what you mentioned, all of the different instruments, like what you mentioned, the way that the Vanessa, the way that you sing, like the overall cohesive way that you bring all of this stuff together. And it's like, this is not like a, a backhanded compliment. This is like the realest compliment. It is like so gentle and lush and beautiful. It like sort of blew my mind a little bit. Thank you. It's it's really nice to hear that because we we do all this stuff kind of in our home, you know, and we don't. <laughs> it's like it's interesting. It's just really nice to hear someone, uh, anybody like listening to it and having that experience, you know, because that's kind of the goal. But before you, it's like this little baby that you haven't put into the world yet, and then you put it out there, and uh, so it's for us. This is our first album together, so. It, it's that's kind of our goal so it's it, thank you for saying that it's yeah. a really beautiful thing to say it's yeah. a really great compliment and it, i appreciate that it's very thoughtful no worries um it yeah. is my, my pleasure so so on that note evan what are some of the the different instruments that you can hear on this record um so we've got uh piano and guitar we've got uh different percussion instruments we've got a Charango, which is from, uh, it's like an Andean instruments that we got in Ecuador. 
Um, you can hear there's a Rhodes uh, piano on it. There's a, like a 1970s Arp Selena string ensemble. It's like a it's like a really old synthesizer. Whoa. It's like the bottle <laughs> T kind of a <laughs> Wow. Is it like the ones uh, that like like radio hat radiohead has on stage where you like have to constantly plug different things in to get the different sounds? Um no, that's kind of like a moog. Those are that's a different oh, okay. this is like um the kind that the band uh Joy Division and The Cure had in the 70s. I don't know if you're familiar with those bands. I, I am. Not my particular cup of tea, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's not necessarily children's music, but it's really, <laughs> it's like maybe the opposite. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's really beautiful and very powerful. So we wanted to take kind of, I mean, that's what drew me to that instrument is like, it's a very powerful, it's like one of my sort of sacred instruments that yeah, I feel cool. like I own. But, um, so there's that. There's a uh, guzang. It's a Chinese wooden harp. Cool. Um, that was really, I was really happy to find that. We actually found that in Louisville. Somebody was just had gone to China, and had it shipped back. And then they said that they just kind of uh, burnt out of music somehow. I think they just played too many weddings or something like that. <laughs> so. We were able to collect that instrument and then... Um, Craigslist, I think. Craigslist. Yeah. Craigslist. Yeah. Craigslist is the musician's friend, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then, I don't know, just a lot of older instruments. I think we're, like, our musical sensibilities fall into, like, just, like, a sort, sort of, like, older age yeah. of music. Cool. That's true. Very that's cool. That's true. Too. That's, like, everything that I love when I was listening to music and really deeply connecting, like before I started doing kind of my own stuff was all like Billie Holiday and just old, like old Motown, like I was saying earlier, like that's the kind of vocal wise too, like that there's a certain, there's just the sincerity to all of it, to the way it's played and the way it's sung. And it's just so, it's just that rich thing, you know? And I think that's kind of our whole, it was so nice to hear you say the things you were saying earlier, because that's, we want it to be something that surprises people and that makes that makes children and families have like a really special moment together where yeah. they actually, whether they realize it or not, they're being affected and, and drawn in in a different way. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, well said, by the way, and I think that, uh, Part of it was for me, you know, in addition to so the like it was the first track, right? It was the the this well, not the first, the second track, "Sun, Sun, Sun," where where I was really just like I was like, yeah, I get this, I I, I hear where where they're coming from, and and I'm tempted to ask about um, influences, but I think you just gave a lot of them, you know, in terms of Joy Division <laughs> and the Gear and and Motown and things like that. Um, but the other thing that I really uh, what I really liked was your choice of covers. Uh, in particular, Any Dream Will Do from the Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat soundtrack, which I saw in Toronto when I was 10 years old. And I was like, am I supposed to like this? Like, am I yeah. supposed to think that this is an awesome song? Because it's an awesome song. But is that yeah. like cool to think that? And, <laughs> and the other one was... Uh, uh, and Evan and I were texting a little bit about this yesterday was somewhere out there from American tale. And like, I remember being 
man, I don't even know how old I was, but I used to listen to that song and it would come on the radio. And I was like, I had like this like intense emotional reaction to it. I think not necessarily like the, the uh, message that they were going for, you know, when yeah. Five our, our guy Five was like thinking about his family. <laughs> I was like yeah. thinking about this girl I was crushing on, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, the point is like, it's this timeless song. And I was just like, what drew you to those two in particular? Yeah. Um, Good question. Any dream will do was just, I feel like in my childhood, I had these songs that kind of stuck around in my mind. Um, and, you know, it's like you, a lot of times you'll remember these things from your childhood and they'll be amazing in your mind. And then you'll go and you'll listen to them. You'll be like, wow, that was actually like, uh, like I remembered it so differently. It's actually not as great as like it was before <laughs> I just like rediscovered it. Um, and, but then there are things that are the opposite, which are the things that I find really fulfilling is when you find some, you remember something from childhood and you go back and you listen to it and you're like, wow, this actually was a beautiful thing and it's very thoughtful and it makes you feel good. Like someone was taking care of you when you were younger. But with this song, anyways, Any Dream Will Do, I went back and listened to it. Um, and it was kind of somewhere in the middle of that. Like, the song I thought was really beautiful and the melody was incredibly beautiful. But it sounded very overproduced. Mm -hmm. And it didn't sound, like, as genuine, I guess, as I remember it. You know, as I remember it being, like, kind of when I was a kid or just the way it stuck around in my mind, it sounded different. And so... Uh, once I heard it produced that way, uh, I thought we could do like a different version of it mm -hmm. and maybe bring it, maybe make it more of like a rooted, like down to earth kind of honest version of that song. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what we tried to do. And so the melody and the words, I mean, I think those are still really beautiful. Um, and then, yeah, just to have children sing along with us and but in a different sort of way, not like this giant overproduced mm -hmm. sound, but like a, just an earnest song. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it, yeah. the vibe, right? The Evan and Vanessa vibe was transferred onto the song and it takes it to a totally different and amazing place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank thanks. You. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Now I think we're always on the hunt for those kind of songs. And the, we that's like whenever we cover a song, it's that's pretty much kind of the avenue we're taking with it. Evan's really good at at thinking of that stuff because mm -hmm. I have like I was in musical theater and stuff and I'd heard that song a lot but I hadn't not even sung it but I hadn't really had that connection so it's Evan's like he's kind of the radar for that stuff and he finds a lot of good stuff nice. I do sometimes but it's kind of his thing nice um, yeah. well obviously somewhere out there is like the the pinnacle of what <laughs> of what you can find so yeah. So what was the what were the choices on that one? I guess is the best way to to ask the question like why that song? How was it? How were you drawn to it? Is it similar to Any Dream Will Do or was there a different sort of process behind it? I think it was similar. I I really remember the movie a lot when I was little. So like even even like when we were doing the recording, I kind of like pictured the little mouse in my mind like uh -huh. I don't know. I had like I had a really strong emotional connection to that song. So the singing part was, uh, it felt pretty special to be doing it. And it felt pretty close to what what I felt from singing as a child. But I don't know, Evan, what about you? What do you think? Um, yeah, it's hard to remember exactly 
I just <laughs> feel like, uh, I don't know, it was another melody, yeah, that kind of stuck around in my mind, and uh, we went and listened to it, and there's just this sense of longing that I feel really drawn to, like kind of a like longing to be loved sort mm -hmm. of feeling, and uh, I feel like a, a real connection with that, and with, I don't know, that song is was a harder song to to do, because... It, uh, the actual song is already so beautiful. Um, yeah. and the orchestration Definitely. in it is just, it's really beautiful. So that was more, not so much trying to improve on the song, but trying to, to pass it along and maybe people will hear it yeah. and connect with it. And then maybe they'll go and listen to the original one again hmm. or for the first time. Yeah. and connect with that one yeah. in a different way as well. I think the first one is sung by children, so yeah. there's a difference in that sense. But, uh, yeah, I think... I mean, I love what you said. You want to pass it along, right? This is a song that, like, we collectively, like the three of us in this conversation, like, have this, like, real connection to. And we want to, you know, I think it's it is a noble cause to want to, like send this out to the next generation, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, I don't want to key in on the songs that you didn't write too much. So I think we're going to switch gears now, but I, I think that uh, your choices are smart choices. And I loved hearing uh, how and why you chose what you chose. So, so let's, so this, yeah, no problem, no problem. This record, which is um, in our world, there are no strangers. I, I actually would call this a double album. And I'll, I'll let you explain why. And I just would be curious to know the reason why you made this particular decision. Mm -hmm. um, well, so it goes back to the Spanish thing. Like that's kind of my, my biggest thing with everything we're doing is that um, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have the experience of both cultures and of, and, and they're both so important to just the person that I am. And, and I just think, Especially for, I mean, in the time where all this is happening, that's kind of coincidental. Although a lot of the stuff that's going on outside of us has been going on for a long time, but it's getting a lot of attention now. So it kind of ties in with that. But it's just having a voice that can reach more people. It, it's like when you're with children and families, I feel like it's especially important to to create as as wide reaching a community as possible. And like our biggest, our favorite thing that ever happens when we're performing is when communities of people come together that don't normally come together. And it's happened a few times or when we can just reach to a community and it, not necessarily just the Hispanic community, but just the more people we can reach is that's kind of the, the larger goal here that we have always. And that's um, with the Spanish and with making it a double album, it makes it more accessible obviously to people who who English is a second language and Spanish is the first language, which is, you know, a large part of the population who lives here that is, uh, you know, that are immigrants or that have, that are living here, that have left a different place and come here or that they're second gen generation immigrants or whatever. There's a larger and larger community of those people who speak Spanish as their first language. And so we kind of wanted to make something that was, that was just, equally accessible like right off the bat for both 
communities and that it also gives them the direct translation of everything for both sides. So for people who speak English and are interested in learning Spanish, they have that direct line that's like this song is directly translated from this other song. And so it's the exact same 12 songs first and then the exact same 12 songs second in Spanish. So I think that's kind of the whole, the whole idea was just to be like, here's everything. And this unites all of these people at one time. (laughs) Wow. Um, and, And I think that there's, you know, one thing we haven't talked about in terms of your backgrounds is that there's a, like a real true educational element here. Like you, there's teaching that's happened in your lives. Like you, you've actually done it. So, so, and I think that, you know, music is a great way to educate. And I think that you are, you know, what you said about having these two different albums, um, which are exactly the same, just with different, you know, lyrics in a different language, like speaks to that ability to learn through music. Um, so, so the song, you know, uh, the song, um, coloring book, you know, I know uh-huh. on your website, you have some coloring pages if I'm not mistaken. So, and, yeah. and, and the song coloring book has this like gigantic swell of strings, which is like this amazing and beautiful thing, but a little bit about like the songwriting between the two of you, like, how does that yeah. work? I, I would love to hear a little bit because I'm like, just so into <laughs> everything you're saying essentially. And, and I'd like to get a little bit of background on like some of the original songs. Yeah, um, different songs are written in different ways. So that song, uh, I think, was more or less a song that I wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, it was and even before we were playing music. Yeah, it, that was before we were playing children's music. That was just um, that was just a song that was written, and that you know that's another reason why I think we kind of fell into. Um, writing songs for children and families was because it just was already kind of happening. It just, mm-hmm. that song was written, kind of came out. And uh, cause I feel like, so there's like a really nice process that I think if you're able to like allow it to happen is like, or if it does happen, it's you're like the luckiest person is when songs just kind of happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't sit down and write them. It's more like uh, you kind of are transcribing them or something. Like they just come out. And so I remember just sitting in my room uh, a long time ago, and that song just came out very suddenly. And uh, I thought this isn't really a song for uh, like the band that I'm in right now, but I don't know what it is. So we just. I just kind of held on to it. And then once we started this project, uh, we thought it'd be a nice one to, uh, to include. So yeah, that one was more of like, a. I think it's important. Sorry. I think there's one more important thing to say about that song that, so <clears throat> before we started playing music together, I had a really tough time, uh, singing in front of anyone like a really hard time. And I I would never have dreamed that we would be doing this together. We were dating, you know, long before all of this happened. And um, and this song was, Evan, I think this was the first song Evan ever asked me to sing on. Huh. And I was just like, mortif- like I couldn't do it. I was, <laughs> like I could not, especially it being a song he had written that I knew was really special to him. It was just, this was like, recording this song for me was kind of the first time like getting through the process of recording this song and, and having a lot of tears shed and a lot of like 
just big moments in our relationship personally separate from this that was kind of a really cathartic experience and it and it was like in our, the first apartment we lived in together it was a really really sentimental like close to my heart song and especially the recording that we have of me singing the english version that was the first one we did wow. that really uh that was a huge deal to get through that and and come to a point where we could really work together in this way so I think that's an important thing specifically to this song to talk about. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, yeah. I'm blown away by um, the thoughtfulness of, of both of your responses to all of these questions. Really, <laughs> you've really like thought this stuff through. It's really uh, pretty impressive. Um, so, so the other the song that I loved, "Sun, Sun, Sun." Like, obviously, like I, I have a thing about um, like the first track on an album has to, has to grab you. And it, and it's, and it's important to make a good choice when you do a first track. And I was like, yep, you guys did it. Sun, sun, sun. Like that's, that's a a great way to bring people in. So how did that one come to be? Um, That one, that's the first one we wrote together actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember sitting on the couch and Vanessa, it was nighttime and Vanessa was like, I think I had played her to sleep with the song or played her to sleep playing guitar. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, then it just kind of happened. That sort of chord progression and the plucking pattern and everything happened. And then I remember hearing just the first few, like, da-da-da-da-da-da. I remember kind of hearing the melody a little bit. And Mm -hmm. then uh, I, I can't remember what happened next. We came together at some point and we wrote, we like finalized the melody together, mm-hmm. and then we wrote the words outside together. Yeah, I, remember I remember sitting, sitting outside. outside and I think we were swimming, and then we were just like, "Oh, you like mentioned something," and then we like we got out of the swimming pool, and we were just sitting there writing like for the whole day. Not a whole day. It feels like that now, probably for a couple of hours. <laughs> and we and we just kind of did it really fast. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I- <laughs> amazing i'm like every every turn we take here is just like i'm really i'm really liking it so um so i i guess like we shouldn't give away everything but if there was one other song on the album that you all were really proud of and you wanted people to check out uh what would it be and i know that that's a really hard question um but so many of them are great you know i'm i'm thinking about like Los Poyitos or, uh, you know, any, or, or the, or the song in our world, there are no strangers, just maybe the background of one other, because I do feel like I could talk to you guys all day, but I want to be a little bit succinct if I can possibly rein myself in. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. I mean, in our world, there are no strangers is definitely kind of like the crux of what we're doing Another one I have like such a strong affection for is Tutu Teshkate, which is an Aztec lullaby, just because of the context of like how we found it and created it, uh-huh. like a so new version did, of it. How did you find it? Um, we were, I think, at some at one point I was, uh, well, I've been teaching as a teacher's assistant for seven years, and. And so I think there was something where there was a child who was really struggling and I was looking for different lullabies, like from different places. And I ended up finding this Aztec lullaby, this one recording of it. And 
And then I listened to it in bed and I just could not for like a, several days. It was just, I would constantly listen to it and it was the most soothing thing. Wow. And then I showed Evan and, and it was just this thing of like, Oh yeah, we need to somehow create this. And that was, I think the first time Evan reached out to a lot of different, like we have a few different people who perform their, their own instrument that they're like a master at on our album. So he reached out to, um, it was a girl who plays flute, right? From you from the university. Yeah, so he would just, he would reach out to like university students who were huh. studying a certain instrument. So we have a, a girl, um, do you remember, you know her first and last name, right? I just want to make sure to give her credit. Well, yeah, there were a few flute players. Yeah. Who Carrie, would... Ellis, and Megan Spencer. Yeah, Carrie, Ellis, and Megan Spencer. Hey, guys. <laughs> they played <laughs> on Tutu Teshite. And, uh, yeah, just, like, hearing those instruments and having Evan, it's just amazing to me. It was the first time I saw Evan's mind kind of... Uh, it was like he could just come up with these melodies and he would just bring them in and they were so great about just he would just say he would like hum a line or something and then they would just go and and do it and it was just this beautiful thing of him coming up with something and then having someone who could just do it right then and that's kind of how he like built a lot of the big instrumentation on a lot of our songs i mean a lot of the time he's playing the instruments but when he's not it's like this beautiful thing of bringing together people who probably wouldn't normally do something like this, who are usually like really strictly in like the orchestral world where things are much different. And I just think that's a special thing to talk about too, because nice. that's one of my favorite things about nice. the way we've done this. Yeah. So what about you, Ev? If you had one more song, I don't know. <laughs> like that's tricky. Um, probably in our world, there are no strangers. I think, uh, out of all of the songs, I feel like most proud of the lyrics in that song. And then uh, the flute parts in the middle and the ends are two of my favorite little uh, orchestrated parts. I think you should talk about who, who um, inspired that song. Like oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so I could talk about who inspired that song really quickly. Um, yeah, please. Are we, okay. Uh, so I, uh, for a long time, worked with individuals with developmental uh, and cognitive disabilities. Um, and uh, I was working with uh, one of my friends whose name is Scott Spicer. Hi, Scott. Hi, Scott. <laughs> and uh, so I, you know, would take him out into the community and we would go different places and uh, kind of... Uh, uh, we just spent a lot of time together doing really valuable and just, uh, you know, like fun things around uh, the community. And um, I remember as part of our, uh, part of our training, uh, I guess my boss asked me to, or asked us all to write kind of a, a little uh, essay on why um, like why this person is like a valuable member of society. Like what is very, what is special about this person that is aside from their disability? Like how are they valuable just like anybody else? Because I think a lot of times people see uh, people who have certain disabilities and see them more as like 
uh, see them in kind of a limited perspective um, as like to what they can do and but really these people are like can can thrive and be just beautiful like equally valuable members of our world um, so I remember writing this story or this essay about Scott and uh, I had uh, I you know to kind of like summarize it it was just about how like wonderfully friendly and accepting and inviting and inclusive uh, of a person he was and how he would just kind of treat everybody equally and he would treat everybody with so much uh, kindness just from the very beginning, from the very moment he met them. Um, and I thought that's just such a beautiful gift. And so uh, I remember trying to think of like a, a title for the little essay that I'd written and I was driving home and then just the phrase uh, in our world there are no strangers popped into my mind and then when that uh sorry I'm getting kind of teary-eyed thinking uh -huh. about it but uh and then when that popped in my mind uh like a melody popped in my mind as well uh it's just like a really rare uh kind of beautiful experience and feeling and so uh yeah that's kind of how that came about and then the lyrics are just very uh yeah it's like with him in mind and kind of with the whole idea of what it is to be like this beautiful innocent person and how that relates to children and adults and just a whole feeling of giving everybody like a chance to uh like giving yeah people a chance like to get to know them and uh, I don't know like just being as inclusive of a person as possible even if you don't end up being like best friends with the person just actually reaching out and getting to know someone like getting to know who they are before you kind of uh, it's tough I feel like I don't know I don't I don't want to talk or get into these two big ideas but I feel like we live there's we're in a time where we're kind of constantly told to be afraid of everything um, and this is kind of trying to reestablish a trust uh, like a sense of trust uh, even you know if it's like a childlike sort of sense of trust that like uh, most people are good and uh, we, we can't kind of uh, steer ourselves too far in the other direction or we're going to miss a lot of beautiful things and beautiful people and yeah so that's kind of what the song is about wow well thank you for for sharing that um th there's so much depth and so much heart and so much soul uh that you know goes into the music i can tell from you too but to hear that particular piece of background uh it, it was amazing to hear um and i want to thank you for sharing your experience and sharing where that song comes from and it is obvious that scott has has touched your life and it, and it's obvious that you've gained a lot from from your time with him and as i'm sure a hundred percent that he has gained from 
working with you. So it's just really beautiful to hear that story and sentiment and your message is real and it's relevant and it's important. And yeah, that was a, that was, I just want to thank you for sharing that. So uh, yeah, on that, on that note, I guess, I, I don't, you know, I sort of wish we could, we could cut it there, but I also think it's important for, for people to be able to find you for people to be able to support you, for people to be able to follow you. Um, so I guess that's like a website or or mm-hmm. social media or uh, however it is that you best connect. Yeah, um, we have a few things going. We have evanandvanessa.com, and that's our website. And there you'll find, you know, all of our shows that are coming up. And if we're touring anywhere, everything goes immediately there. So that's kind of the best place, the best source for that sort of thing. Um, I think we have links to our album there as well. And then we have, yeah, and links to our music videos, which uh, that's a whole nother thing that we've been really into lately. Um, And then we have, um, we have our music on iTunes and face on Facebook. We have a group that's just Facebook at Evan and Vanessa. Cool. So, Great. Yeah, that's all. Instagram also. Instagram also. <laughs> yeah, I think we're everywhere now, like streaming on Amazon or iTunes, or kind of all those places. So got it. Cool. Well, um, I want to thank you all for sharing so much uh, about your lives and about your music. It was really. Uh, I, you know, I think that the name of the game, like if I were to ascribe like a theme to uh, Evan and Vanessa and my experience with you all, it's been like the most beautiful and pleasant surprises around every corner. So uh, I want to thank you for your time and, you know, let's talk again soon. Yeah, thank yeah, you so much. so much. That was incredibly moving, and I am so grateful to Evan and Vanessa for being so open and so honest and for sharing why they do what they do and how they do what they do, and there's a, there's a lot of beauty in that, a lot of beauty. Check out their record. It is outstanding. And um, here is their song, Sun, Sun, Sun. Sun, sun, sun. Shining in through my window In the morning as I awake Sun, sun, sun Warm, golden and glowing Like the candle on a birthday